The Daily Huddle is a growing tribe of passionate people who want to uplift humankind through their work and throughout their communities. We invite you to elevate the way you experience life through rich and inspiring conversations with today's thought leaders. Be prepared to challenge your views about leadership, health, money, spirituality, communication, and relationships. Welcome to The Daily Huddle. All right. After that little snafu, making sure that you're paying attention, welcome to The Daily Huddle. <laughs> I know you were not expecting me this morning. I am your host, Dr. Monica Ogando, standing in for Kim and Zach Otey. And welcome to Money Mondays. Now, some of you know, some of you may not know, but my first career out of college was as a financial planner and a stockbroker. And I have been, for as long as I've been an adult, I have been an investor and I uh, love money. <laughs> I know people don't usually say that or, or hear that from folks that stand in the spiritual circles, but listen, you can serve God with mammon. How about that? And so today we're going to be talking about um, ways that you can use debt to build wealth. Well, I'm glad that you are all here because we have some important things to talk about. Uh, I am very opinionated about money. I just, I just want to say that off jump. <laughs> I, I am the most um, money-loving anti-capitalist you will ever meet. <laughs> And I think that you can use money for good. I think that you deserve wealth. I think that uh, you can get wealth uh, without it being at the expense of your values or of your wellness or of your relationships. And I think that uh, um, wealth can be used for our collective good. That being said, it merits being educated with the ins and outs of how to handle money as the tool that it is so that you can build that wealth. So let's talk about debt. Um, you've probably have heard of a um, lovely man by the name of Dave Ramsey and or the likes of Susie Orman. They both um, have made their mark in the money management space as talk, as opinion gurus and so forth. And that's not how they made their money though, but that, that is how they did a second career. And, um, and if you'll notice that the advice that they give people is usually save, 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 don't get into debt and um, make sure that you do cash management responsibly, which, okay, I, I'm with you on the cash management responsibly, but the save, 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 and don't get into debt is advice geared mostly towards people who have employment income and a consumer mentality, right? Because consumer debt is not anything that you can leverage necessarily. And it is meant to keep you on a hamster wheel. That is what it's designed to do. And I am remembering an episode from the Cosby show. Stick with me here. I have, I have a point to make. I'm remembering a, a, an episode from the Cosby show where Theo gets bad grades and everything. And his father, Dr. Huxtable, wants to teach him a lesson. So he takes some um, monopoly money based on what Theo himself sa says or predicts that he'll be able to make in a month. 
And there's a point in the exchange, which is very funny, where Dr. Huxtable says to Theo, okay, and I'm taking this off the bat. And Theo goes, hey, he goes, yeah, because see, the government comes after the regular people first. <laughs> and truer words were never spoken <laughs> on primetime television. And the reason I say that is because one of the one of the first ways that you want to leverage your money situation is by separating yourself from it, by putting in a, a corporate entity between you and your money, you and your income, right? Which is why, for example, when you are working with someone, uh, even as an employee or employee relationship, when the check goes to, let's say, instead of going to Monica Ogando, the person, it goes to Monica Ogando LLC, then immediately you create some advantages, tax advantages um, and you know, deductible and, and tax deferred and tax leveraged uh, strategies that would not be available to you as Monica Ogando, the person. And so I wanted to give you with that assumption, right? Cause we always talking about checking your assumptions with that assumption first and that distinction first, then we can talk about ways that you can leverage um, debt to build wealth. So the first one is to get you out of that consumer, uh, you know, hamster wheel as quickly as possible. If you already have uh, a corporation, an S corp, an LLC, a trust, etc., then put transfer asset ownership into that corporate entity and start operating in the world as that corporate entity. Even if it is your name LLC or your name Inc., right? Uh, so that when somebody writes you a quote unquote personal check, it still goes to the corporation. It goes to the LLC. So that's the first kind of like ground zero is. Start, start operating as a corporation. The second one is to get yourself out of inefficient debt as quickly as possible. So if you ever get some kind of lump sum, if you can use, for example, your employment um, may have taken out too much taxes and so you get a tax, quote unquote, refund, but it's really an interest-free loan to the government. That's another sermon for another Sunday. But you can get your income tax refund and use that lump sum to pay down, for example, your credit card debt to about one to 5% credit utilization. I'm giving you step-by-step -step strategy. The reason why you wanna pay it down, but not all the way, you don't wanna pay it all the way down to zero, but you wanna pay it down to about one to 5% credit utilization is so that in your credit report, your credit uh, card debt still shows up or your credit card accounts still show up as active. And that goes a long way into building your personal credit. Uh, because 35% of your credit score is about your credit history and your payment history, right? And so do that first. Get yourself a corporate entity and then pay down as much inefficient debt as possible, okay? Then you can use uh, either that credit that you have available or lump sum or, or your income, et cetera, et cetera, to buy uh, assets that then later on make you money. So for example, one of the assets that can make you money is real estate. You can buy real estate, flip it, or you can do improvements on it and then uh, rent it, uh, whether it's long-term rental, right? somebody that signs a year lease or a short-term rental, such as somebody who then um, has certain nights on Airbnb that you can then offer to the consumer. 
The third way that you can leverage debt to create wealth um, is to is another form of using debt to buy assets. So here's what I mean by that. I'm sure in past episodes, we have talked about um, universal life insurance. We have talked about um, your stock portfolio or your investment portfolio, et cetera. If you were to use, let's say for example, that you have a credit card um, that you've transferred all your balances to and it's 0% for the next 18 months, let's just say, I'm using that as an example. But with that 0%, um, you can actually use the balance or the credit limit on that. Take that credit limit, let's say it's $15,000. Um, use that 15 to put a down payment on a uh, apartment, on a condo, on a house, or use that as um, a home improvement, right? And then you can rent that house or rent that apartment or flip it, as I just mentioned. The other thing that you can do is then use that as the lump sum premium into a, for example, universal life insurance policy. Because then what will happen is you'll, you'll then be able to, from the ROI that you get from those investments or the rental income, et cetera, you can then pay down that debt while still building equity in your life insurance policy with the premiums and so forth and or with the real estate asset. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Am I talking too fast? Put a one in the chat if, you, if you're tracking with me. Uh, because I didn't go philosophy on this. I went straight strategy on this, right? So I want to see in the chat if you're tracking with me. Okay, good. All right, I see some ones. Perfect. Um, let's see, what else do I want to bring up for you? The, the number one piece that Florence is a bit too fast. It's okay, that's, that's why we have the replay. And, and I'm going to stop talking so we can have some questions. Um, the number one um, way that you want to then leverage your time, because if you, if you notice, in this world of <laughs> capitalism, <laughs> you have two main currencies. One of them is non-renewable. You have time, which is the non-renewable resource, and you have money which is the renewable resource. You can always make more money, but you cannot get more time. And so the smart thing to do is to use your resources to create more time, right? To create time freedom. And if you can do that by investing in, this is one of the reasons why I um always tell folks to go after, for example, or to build intellectual property assets or real estate assets, things that can live on beyond your devotion of time. Because the, the thing about the employment situation is that when you are an employee, you have to devote your labor in order to get that income. But when you are a company, you can leverage other resources, such as other people's time, such as money, such as intellectual property or real estate or stocks, investments, et cetera, to create more income without it having to need your time if done properly. And so the, my biggest wish for you, for anybody listening, is that you look at the next 
let's say six months, we have about five months left in the year and decide how you wanna enter 2024. Make some moves now to cut down any consumer debt that you have to, like I said before, one to 5% credit utilization, not more than that. Put your credit score as high as possible that you can within the next five months. Some of that means correcting errors. Some of that means deleting old inaccurate data. Some of that means um, calling your credit card companies and asking for credit limits if, you, if, you, if your score can withstand that level of expansion. Um, and of course, paying it down and then using that money to buy investable assets. Um, and then think about how do I extract myself from, or my time, I should say, how do I extract my time from my wealth building um, plan? Because if you can remove your labor to dollars equation and think more like, um, you know, smarts to dollars, right? Strategy to dollars, uh, assets to dollars. And then you can start building wealth without it having to require you being there present all the time. You can create the time freedom that can eventually have you saying yes to single digit mornings, even though you don't have to, <laughs> like me. So I wanna open it up for questions and open it up for commentary so that we can really, really get down to the nitty gritty with it. So who has a question or a comment? Well, Florence, you said a bit too fast. Let's, let's see what we need to review. Let's say, darling. Uh, well, um, it's it's you know just some of the strategies that you were you were going over. Mm -hmm. um, I was unable to like catch um, uh, all of them, but um, if you said there is a replay, mm -hmm. I would like to go and listen to the replay because yeah. guess guess what? I am aware of a lot of this. Mm -hmm. was never aware was never aware when I, I believe you know I mean okay they said it you're never too late but it's in my 60s as a matter of fact late you know middle 60s that I am becoming aware of all of this mm -hmm. and my god it's like it's it's crazy because I'm like oh god where do I start what do I do but right. um, because because I I also know my source and I know my source is um is 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 like anything is possible and mm -hmm. source showed showed me that all it all belong like there's no limit there's no limit to my dreams there's no limit to my resources there's really no limit only limit to put on my therefore I have. Uh, this this like oh my god expansive that come that's why i'm enjoying right now because mm -hmm. it's never too late it's never too late and yeah. uh, so that's where i am right now but i like to i would like to know the details and i'd like to be able to pass it on to my daughter and my granddaughter awesome yeah yeah absolutely go back to the facebook page and um all of our we're we are broadcasting live but then afterward live that um, broadcast remains there as a replay. So you can always go back there. And, um, oh, absolutely. I'm going to be like, you know, burying myself in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, this, this stems from my deep passion to um, make people as free as possible. 
And uh, when I was in my 20s, my first career out of college was as a financial planner and as a stockbroker. And I saw the difference between people who were just kind of like living hand to mouth and listen, fancy hand and fancy mouth, right? It's, it's not like this poverty and struggling and the pot and the, you know, government cheese. It's, it wasn't like that. It was, you know, still middle class and respectable living, but still very much not hedging your bets, right? Not planning for retirement. It was very much like just dealing with the now moment and dealing with the now moment. But eventually the now moment becomes your retirement. It becomes your 60s. It becomes your legacy. And you want to be thinking about how do I proactively make money moves so that I can uh, enjoy the fruits of my labor and not constantly having to create labor in order to eat. So it's very important. Anybody else question commentary? Aha moments, breakthroughs. Here's something else that I'll uh, bring up while you guys are either writing in the comments or thinking about formulating your, your question. Uh, one of the most important decisions that you're going to have to make in terms of your money conversations is to decide what kind of wealth builder you are. Because everybody that lives in the 21st century is a wealth builder of some kind. Now, you may be a wealth builder for somebody else's wealth. You may be a wealth builder for your own wealth but be an ineffective one. Or you may be a wealth builder that is getting your education on wealth and on money and on tax advantage strategies and learning how to use uh, life insurance or retirement accounts or the investment, the stock market, et cetera, as vehicles for your wealth. Um, right? Or you may be an investor or an employer instead of and moving from the employee uh, to the employer quadrant. If you all remember the Rich Dad, Poor Dad book, one of the most famous graphics from that book is that quadrant where he was moving from the employee to the employer to then being a business owner to then being an investor, right? And so the <clears throat> business owner, um, in a way, is self-employed, right? And so you want to you want to use your uh, wealth building skills, and if you don't have enough wealth building skills, get some. They're readily available. We live in such a fortunate time that uh, so much good information out there. And when you don't know what good information to pay attention to, that's why we have people like Kim and Zach Otey <laughs> to um, help you along the way to get clear about what next wise decision or wise step you need to make in your financial wealth building journey. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I created a program called Women, Wealth and Worthiness. And for the men, there's the corollary is men, money and mastery for that reason. Sometimes the biggest wealth building step that you have to make is your own worthiness and your own identity in relationship to money. 
so that's why I created those programs. Ron, you have your hand up. Hey. Hi. Yes. How are you doing? Wonderful. Good, good. Um, you know, it's like that's a, that's a very important question. How what kind of uh wealth builder you are. Um, I'm thinking uh just for most people, or at least for myself, it's like, you know, for men particularly, we're hunters. We're going and, you know, just try to bring the beef home. Mm -hmm. But would you say there is a way to discover what kind of, I mean, because I mean, essentially is it is, is accumulating and spend, invest, and and um, you know, kind of, kind of, really protect. I would say, but how do you discover what kind of wealth builder you are? I mean, because because I think the the notion is, or or the normal move is to just, hey, you know what? Let's try to get some. Let's try to get some. Let's keep yeah. getting some, and 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 you know, you 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 do your little indulgence in between, but as you i mean is there an ultimate goal that is described inside of a of a way of being as a wealth builder to know that you're a wealth builder to to x y and z or yeah X, y, so the way that i would answer that question is is that um how much of the non-renewable resource do you have access to so like I said before, you can make more money, but you can't always get more time. And so how much of your time is devoted to generating income? If you have, if, if your money cannot survive without your labor, then you are at the most disadvantaged position. If you can extract your time from your income producing activities, then you are on your way to becoming a really leveraged um, and, and strategic wealth builder, right? And this happens with business owners as well, where you have to devote a certain amount of time, even maybe even just at the beginning, that you have to devote a certain amount of time in order for it to take off, right? It's part of like the gravitational pull, you know, you, a, a rocket or an airplane or even a car spends a lot of energy and fuel getting to flying altitude or driving out, you know, driving distance or driving speed, et cetera. Right. And then once you get there, then you can, you can coast. It's the same thing with our workouts. It's the same thing with our wealth building that at the beginning, you spend a lot of time getting educated, making the right moves, attending seminars, um, you know, looking at spreadsheets, making sure that you're paying down your credit cards by the statement date and keeping it a one to 5% utilization. And blah, blah. It feels like when you're learning to drive and you're like, oh my God, there's like 3000 things to remember. But at some point you do it enough and you practice enough to just like driving, it almost becomes automatic. It's like, this is just what I do. Put on my seatbelt, turn on the ignition, look behind me, blah, blah, blah. And you already know all these things because you've done it a thousand times. So as far as graduating yourself from being a time-based wealth builder, which is what an employee is, what a 1099 or a W-2 is, or even a consultant, right? It's like you're lending your expertise, but you have to be there and you have to you know, send, send the proposals and you have to follow up, et cetera, et cetera. Eventually you move to a, a 
a leveraged income wealth builder, right? And so your leveraged income could be real estate, it could be the stock market, it could be um, other properties, it could be how you move with financial vehicles, such as life insurance and so forth. Does that answer? I know it's like yeah, a long definitely, answer. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I guess I guess I knew it, but really did not put it in a perspective of the type of well builder. And it it it, it all makes sense because uh, ultimately you wanna you wanna step away and and really you know make money while you're sleeping. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Not, not be the guy that that nine to five. You know running the show and and that's what i've been seeing of myself so and now mm -hmm. i've got to kind of get a, a clear picture of what what you meant yeah yeah thank you yeah absolutely absolutely and um you also want to be clear about what you want your wealth to do for you it is okay that we just want our wealth to make our life easier it's okay there's like i just I want to be able to make decisions without thinking about whether I can afford it. I want to make decisions based on whether I like it, based on whether I'm passionate, based on whether I'm interested versus whether I can afford it. And that may be the criteria that you use for, I want to build wealth so that I can get to that point. It could be that you want to leave money for your children or grandchildren and that you want your wealth to live beyond you and that you want to teach uh, your children or grandchildren money lessons and wealth building lessons that perhaps you didn't get and break generational curses in that way. That's also fine. Maybe one is not better than the other, right? It's just a, a different timeline. And um, I'm remembering a song that uh, Jay-Z and, and Beyonce have in their Carter's album. And he says, she says, um, my great, great grandchildren are already rich, right? The way that she has moved has made it so that her great, great grandchildren are already rich. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's a great line. Yeah, and yeah. so the opportunity that, that I'm asking you to, to stay in, and the question that I'm asking you to stay in is, um, how do I want my relationship to, with money to move in the next 12 to 24 months? And what do I have to do today and in the next five months for the end of 2023 in order to set myself up for success? Does that mean that I have to pay down my debt? Does that mean that I have to get more income in order to make those kind of moves, right? Like pay down the debt or buy assets, et cetera. I have, I have to have more income bringing in so that I can make some money moves. If once you get clear on those, those kinds of things, then you can start making those moves and continue to practice your wealth building. Because sometimes it's just like moving in a, in a car. Sometimes you do have to come back to first gear in order to, go a different direction right like when you come to a stop when you have come to a red light when you come to a, a turn you do have to gear down in order to make that turn if you've been going down the street of you know i'm just i'm just a w2 i'm just an employee and now i want to move to business ownership or now i want to move to investing you're going to have to gear down in order to make that turn just like you do when you're driving so in the same way it's like what what do I have to audit? Where do I have to save up for? What do I have to do differently? Th that takes a certain level of introspection that you can't do when you're moving at full throttle. So I am uh, appreciative of Kim and, and uh, Zach to allowing me this opportunity to uh, substitute for them and to kind of like talk shop, <laughs> no, talk shop, talk shop uh, in terms of the money moves that I've helped my clients make. Hey, Mountain Dreamer, you have something? 
Hey, good morning, Monica. Oh, good it's morning, Rashida. Dr. Hi. Dr. Uganda, how are you? Good morning. I am so, so happy that you use on the car this morning and sharing space with us. Thank you so much, family Daily Huddle. I am so thrilled with the point well taken. And why I say point well taken is that uh, I continue a legacy that my great grandfather left. Um, and I say his left is because he now he's still enjoying the wealth builder that he have, he have built. And I'm talking about 200 years. Mm-hmm. We still, we still reaping from what he have built. And what I have done in the past and still doing is feeding that legacy. Mm. Feeding it that it can stay there for my great grandkids, mm. just as he done for us. Mm-hmm. I'm saying 200 years, 200 years of legacy, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. And trust me, it's like I was telling my friend that I'm moving to Costa Rica and I'm building a house on the farm. And that farm is 200 years into the family. Mm-hmm. So this is the power of wealth building and really following your ancestors, them footsteps. That's powerful. So yeah. I, I, it's just amazing that if we really follow the legacy that our four parents have left us, uh-huh. if they have left any, because in, trust me, some people do not have any legacy that they can continue, but uh-huh. we need to leave a legacy. And yeah. that is what I'm doing with my grandkids. Like my granddaughter, my 10 year old granddaughter is spending vacation with me. And uh-huh. she said, Nana, I want to do the same thing that you've been doing. Uh-huh. And that's what I say when my mom was, was raising me. I said, I yeah. want to be just like you. I don't want to be, I don't want to have a boss. I never see my mom have a boss uh-huh. ever. And mm-hmm. this is what I continue. I don't have a boss. I'm my own boss. That's exactly right. And, and that even is- when you do have a quote unquote boss, you're still the boss exactly. yourself. But, but guess what? You are you you are your worst boss because you've been you push yourself more than when you work for somebody. And I where I am. I'm right now supervising some work that I have to get done today. Mm-hmm. And I wake up what five six o'clock this morning. Yeah. But this is what I love doing. Mm-hmm. So definitely point well taken and we have to definitely build a well building for our kids and for our great great grandkids and with that i'm out awesome awesome thank you for that contribution and thank you all for being here i appreciate you um thank you for allowing me the privilege of being with you today i will see you on thursday for spiritual matters thursday thank you everybody for being here see you next time at the daily huddle We agree that the best way to kick off the day is to adhere to Patty Dabrowski's seven principles for having a happy body, sexy skin, a laughing spirit, and a rewarding life. Give. Give of your time, your full attention, and of your unique talents. Move. Move your body to keep it feeling energized and alive. Eat mostly plants. Plants are the purest fuel to help you reach your potential each day. Sleep. Sleep is how the body repairs itself and readies us to give our very best each day. Stress less. According to John Perkins, stress is just a problem without a solution. Choose your solution and dismiss that stress. Laugh. Laugh out loud. From your belly to your chest and with your head tossed back. 
you will fire up your endorphins and bring more energy to everyone around you. Love. Most of all, love. With your words, your thoughts, and your actions, power them with love and watch the way you experience life elevate to all it can be. We thank you for joining us on The Daily Huddle. We are a growing tribe of passionate professionals seeking to inspire a new generation of leaders. Go out and share your unique ability to impact the world. Until next time.